Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Happy Friday, friends and faithful listeners. You've tuned into the P40 Ministries podcast. And hi, I am Jen, the host of the P40 Ministries podcast. And I appreciate you guys tuning in to hang out with me and to share a cup of coffee with me as we discuss the Bible today. So today we will be talking about Exodus chapter 22, verses 18 through 27. Now, depending on whatever version you have, it might be a little bit different, but I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning, but please feel free to read out of your version, and uh, we will definitely get to the core issues that God is talking about here in Exodus chapter 22. You shall not allow a sorceress to live. Whoever has sex with an animal shall surely be put to death. He who sacrifices to any god except to Yahweh only shall be utterly destroyed. You shall not wrong an alien or oppress him, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall not take advantage of any widow or fatherless child. If you take advantage of them at all, and they cry at all to me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath will grow hot, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be widows, and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people with you who is poor, you shall not be to him as a creditor. You shall not charge him interest. If you take your neighbor's garment as collateral, you shall restore it to him before the sun goes down, for that is his only covering. It is his garment for his skin. What would he sleep with? It will happen when he cries to me that I will hear, for I am gracious. So God is still talking to Moses here on the mountain about uh, what he should be relaying back to the people. So these were all rules for the Israelite people. So it says in verse 18, God is talking about uh, people who practice sorcery, specifically women. Now, later on, God talks about uh, men who practice sorcery. But right now, this is specifically talking about women who are sorceresses. So it says here that you shall not allow a woman who practices sorcery to live. Now, in ancient times, a sorcerer or a sorceress would be a person who typically was associated with strong drugs or um, they were people who were mediums. They would talk to the dead and, and perform all sorts of uh, different magical things. Now, we do know from several stories in the Bible that demons do have an amount of power that they can give to humans. So what God is saying here is that a sorceress is somebody who is communicating with these demons. And to God, this was an abomination because demons were evil and they're liars. And if a sorceress has these kinds of dark powers, that means that she is allowing these demons inside, that they are probably possessing her and that she has these uh, kind of uh, dark powers through these demonic influences because we do know that that can happen we see um we see in the bible people with 
extraordinary strength that, you know, uh, had demonic influences around them. And Jesus, of course, drove out those kinds of demons. And there's actually a story in Acts of a young girl that was possessed by a demon who was accurately able to tell fortunes. She was a fortune teller and her masters, because she was a slave, her masters were making tons and tons of money off of this poor girl who was possessed by this demon. Now, when Paul drives this demon out of the girl, she's no longer able to tell fortunes and um, the masters end up losing money and then they hate Paul and they try to kill Paul because of the money that they lost through this young girl. So we know that, yes, there are instances in the Bible where demonic influence can allow people to do supernatural things like tell fortunes or have supernatural strength or communicate with the dead or whoever, who knows what else. But God is saying here that these things are contrary to him. They are evil. But on top of this, they're also dark and they influence other people. So God is saying that this is an abomination because people were meant to trust in God, not their fortunes being told, not communicating with the dead, but trust that God knew their future and was going to take care of them no matter what. And, you know, in the case of a loved one passing away, that God had them and knew the entire situation and, you know the person at that point wouldn't need to communicate with their loved one after their loved one is gone so God is saying that this is an abomination for these women to practice sorcery God was considering this a capital crime because not only was it something that um you know, that person was doing to injure themselves, but they were, you know, people would go and seek these people out and not trust in God. So it was seeping out into the congregation. So it wasn't just an isolated incident. If a sorceress was in the community, that uh, power that she had would be seeping out into all of the community as people went to her to get their fortunes read. And then on top of that, they wouldn't trust God anymore. They would trust this human, this fortune teller, this uh, demon that was inside of her rather than trusting in God. So what God is teaching to his people here is that they need to be trusting in God and God alone and uh, not seeking out demonic influences and trusting in demons, but rather trusting in God. So then it says here in verse 19, whoever lies with an animal must be put to death. Now this is bestiality. And in America, this is uh, actually illegal. But in other countries around the world, it's actually not illegal. Now back in the days of ancient Israel, bestiality was actually a very, very common practice. In fact, the Canaanites had a religious aspect around bestiality. It was part of their religion. So yes, having sex with animals was extremely common back in these days. So bestiality is something here that God is saying is absolutely wrong. The act of bestiality, I should say. So it says here that whoever lies with an animal must be put to death. So the act of bestiality is absolutely a sin. Because first and foremost, let's let's think about this here. An animal is not created in God's image, which means that a person should not be, you know, having sex with an animal because they are not created in God's image. It goes against what God's original plan was right from the beginning. And we've learned about God's original plan, which was 
was Adam and Eve in the garden and for those two to be fruitful and multiply is what the Bible says. In other words, they were supposed to have kids, human kids, obviously, because God created two humans in his image for them to have kids. So the act of sex beyond uh, you know, God's original design with something that is not created in his image to God is a despicable act. Plus on top of this, can you imagine the STDs that would be spread if people were just constantly going around and doing this? <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine that that is a very healthy thing for a person to do. Then on top of this, in my opinion, I, I truly believe that this is animal abuse because you are subjecting an animal to something that they do not want. It is not in their nature. Animal abuse kind of gets my blood boiling a little bit, so I don't like animal abuse. So personally, I believe that this is also animal abuse and God is taking that into account as well. So God says here that if a person commits this kind of uh, treachery that they should be put to death. So then after this, he talks about those who sacrifice to any God other than the Lord alone shall be put under a ban for dis for destruction. So God says that somebody who sacrifices to God should be utterly destroyed is what the web version of the bible says now the interesting thing about this here is that you know god is telling his people obviously that if a person worships or sacrifices or does something for another god that obviously they should be destroyed or be killed but the way the amp words this i think is fascinating because if you switch over to the amp version god says here that uh you know it says that they shall be put under a ban or designated for destruction and so what i find so fascinating about this is that god knew that his people were going to turn to other gods many many times throughout the future so god is saying that if the people choose to go after other gods and you know their fellow countrymen uh, follow along with them and they are not you know killed as God says here to do God says that they are going to be designated for destruction and I believe that means by him if the people don't take care of it then God will take care of it in in God's way and I would rather um <laughs> and I think uh, I would not want to be designated for God's destruction oh that cricket is back <laughs> The other day, I told you guys that I had a guest speaker on the podcast and it was the cricket that's in my room. Well, the cricket stopped cricketing for like a day and I thought it was gone and now it just came back. So if you hear a cricket, I am very sorry about that. So anyway, it says here in verse 21, you shall not wrong a stranger or oppress him for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Now that one I believe is pretty self-explanatory, you know, don't mistreat strangers in your country at all. Now, of course, we know from Jesus's time period that the Jews did, in fact, mistreat Gentiles. And uh, we know that they didn't follow this law either. And it says here that you shall not harm or oppress any widow or fatherless child. Now, I believe God is talking specifically to the men here because he uses um, male pronouns because it says, if you harm or oppress them in any way and they cry to me at all, I will help and I will most certainly hear their cry and my wrath will be burned against you and I will kill you with the sword. So he's talking specifically to the men who mistreat widows 
and young fatherless children, and then a woman who does not have a husband anymore, and she is widowed. God is giving protections to widows and to orphans here. Now, this is something that the ancient world never would have had. Women had no rights. They were subhuman pretty much in this day and age. And God is giving rights now to this widow who would not have somebody to take care of her. So God is giving rights to this widow and is saying to his people, you better take care of the widows and the children who are fatherless. Take care of them. It doesn't matter if the child is a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter. You're supposed to take care of widows. And one thing that I really like about Dave Ramsey, <laughs> a side note here, he always takes care of widows. If you if you ever listen to the Dave Ramsey show, uh, he, he also has a podcast and a radio show and whatever else. But um, if you ever listen to it and a widow gets on to ask about a finance question, he usually does like a free service for her to help her with her finances. And he will always say, I'm a Christian. I take care of widows. So that's something I really appreciate about Dave Ramsey. But God commands it here that we need to be taking care of the widows and making sure that they're not destitute because God never plays favorites. He cares just as much for the widow as he does for uh, the family man or whoever else. He cares for everybody. And it says here that if they cry to me at all for the way that you mistreated them, it says that... Um, for help, I will most certainly hear their cry and I will be angry at you, the person who mistreated them, and I will kill you with the sword and your wives will become widows and your children will become fatherless. Now, I think there was a something in the New Testament that Jesus mentioned about the Pharisees mistreating widows. I can't remember. I think that was in Matthew that Jesus talked about um, the Pharisees mistreating widows. And I mean, God knows all. He knew he knew that those Pharisees were mistreating those widows by uh, taking their money through, you know, religious practices or whatever. And uh, he will be angry at the people who mistreat uh, fatherless children or widows because they didn't have somebody to take care of them. In this day and age. So it says here then in verse 25 that if you lend money to any one of my people with uh, you who is poor, you shall not act as a creditor or a professional money lender to him and you shall not charge him interest. This is specifically talking about people who are poor. God is not talking about any other case here except for a poor person who maybe does not want to uh, sell himself into uh, servanthood, but maybe is asking for a loan so that he can uh, get back on his feet, but not necessarily go into indentured slavery. God says here that if this is the case, and this man is very poor, it says that you shall not act as a creditor or a professional money lender. God is saying just lend the man the money. Don't charge him interest. Don't try to profit off of him. Don't do anything except lend him the money. Now, of course, this means that the poor man would, in fact, have to pay the money back. But there is no interest uh, involved with that payment. Whatever you lent that um, poor person is what the poor person will be paying back without interest. And this is a way to protect the poor people. And, you know, I want to mention something else here that this is not a requirement 
that that person has to lend money to that poor people. It says, if you lend money. So that's another thing that I wanted to mention, that <clears throat> God is not commanding people that have more money to give their money to the poor people. God never commands that. But he says, if you do this, this is how it should be done. So I want to mention that because I think a lot of people like to look at this kind of stuff and be like, oh, you know, God loves communism. And I'm not trying to get political here at all. But... Um, Here's the thing, though. It says, if you lend money to any one of my people with you who is poor. So if. Okay, so anyway, if the person chooses to do this, it says you shall not charge him interest. And even if you take your poor neighbor's robe as a pledge. So, you know, clothing had some value back then. You know, material was probably harder to come by. And uh, God is saying that, you know, if this poor man gives the coat on his back to you as a pledge that he will, in fact, pay you back. God's saying to the person that's lent the money to him that you have to return the coat at sunset because this man is so poor that he doesn't even have a coat on his back anymore. And it says that is his only thing that is going to keep him warm through the cold night. It says here that it is clothing for his body. In what will he sleep? <laughs> so God says, even if that poor man wants to give you something, you know, saying that he will in fact pay you back, give the coat back to him by sunset so that he will not freeze to death in the middle of the night. And he says that when he cries to me for help, I will hear him for I am compassionate and gracious. So God says that, you know, even though this man is very poor, God will hear his cries that, you know, he needs food. He needs clothing for his family. He needs shelter. He needs money. You know, he needs that money to pay him back. And God is saying that when that man cries out to him, he will hear him because God is compassionate and gracious. So I really, really like how God ends this here, that he is compassionate and he is gracious. Because I mean, just look at how people throughout the Old Testament constantly refused to obey the law, just turned away and away and away. And so God is ending right here, this, this portion, which we would consider nowadays to be kind of a tough portion of scripture. And God is saying that, you know, even though he knew that his people were not going to follow these laws. He was still compassionate and gracious. And that's where Jesus comes in. Because, you know, after many years of the people not obeying the law and falling further away from God, God did something fantastic. And in his grace and in his compassion, he sent Jesus who willingly came to die for the sins of everybody so that the law would be fulfilled and that the people, you know, you and me right now currently could in fact go to Jesus <laughs> for our forgiveness, you know, rather than sacrificing these animals. So God uh, definitely is compassionate and gracious towards his people. Friends and faithful listeners, this was Exodus chapter 22 verses 18 through 27. I definitely hope you enjoyed this portion of scripture. And if you did, please like it and share it on your social media platforms. And also take a look at the brand new design I have in the shop. Well, it's not really a brand new design, but it's an updated design. And it is one that I was able to partner with Sunday Cool Tees for. And they make the coolest tees ever. They are so soft. 
and the ink is very very soft you can't even feel it so definitely go and take a look at that i will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode but faithful listeners thank you for tuning in this morning and happy listening and god bless <laughs>